0: Thank you for tuning in to Songs of Praise from 3ABN Australia Radio. We trust you'll enjoy this musical selection to bring you peace, comfort and hope.
1: The dead in Christ
2: shall rise,
1: and the glory of his resurrection share. With his chosen ones shall gather to their home beyond the skies, and the role is called up yonder I'll be there.
0: Songs of Praise endeavours to draw your heart, mind, and soul to a close relationship with your Saviour, Jesus Christ.
3: Being trust
1: in the price you must pay From heaven's throne He saw us hopeless And alone To redeem us He would have to send His Son As Jesus left that holy place A tear streamed down God's face All of heaven then grew silent You could hear Him say my precious life. i
4: I try so hard to do the things I should In everything I say and do and all things that are good But the world keeps calling me and time and time again It seems that before I know what's hitting me I've let you down again And I'm falling down you know I'm falling down And I don't understand why I keep losing ground But every time I do if I look up to you then I stop falling down. Yes, I stop falling down because of you. People say they understand they don't try to put me down. But Lord, you know it breaks apart the witness that I've found. How I wish that I could be the man that you want me to be But you know that's impossible if I try without you And I'm falling down, you know I'm falling down And I don't understand why I keep losing ground But every time I do, if I look up to you Then I stop falling down, yes I stop falling down And I'm falling down, you know I'm falling down And I don't understand why I keep losing ground. But every time I do, if I look up to you, then I stop falling down. Yes, I stop falling down because of you. Then I stop falling down. Yes, I stop falling down because of you.
1: has come Look to Christ who condescended took on flesh to ransom us Come behold the wondrous mystery He the perfect Son of Man In His living Suffering, never trace nor stain of sin See the true and better Adam Come to save the hell-bound man Christ the great and sure fulfillment Of the law, in Him we stand the Lord upon the tree, in the stead of ruined sinners, hangs the Lamb in victory. See the price of our redemption, see the Father's plan unfold, bringing many sons to glory, grace on
4: of
1: Come behold the wondrous mystery, slain by death, the God of love. Christ in power resurrected, as we will be when He comes. What a foretaste of deliverance! How unwavering our hope! Come, behold the wondrous mystery. Grace on man.
0: If you're enjoying this music, encourage your friends to listen to this program each week.
1: Your love is more, more than my mind can fathom, more than I know. Your love is more than the highest heaven, more than forever. Before creation you knew my name, you form my life in your hands, you breathe in me and I came. voice when I cried, you put the touch in my fingertips, you put a song on my lips, you touch my eyes and I see the world, my ears to hear your words. My mind can fathom more than I know, your love is more than the highest heaven, more than forever. future seems so unsure. Sometimes my heart is afraid. I draw my comfort from knowing you. Lord, you are my friend. we the soul of man never dies My life will end in deathless sleep Where the soul of man never dies And everlasting joys I'll reap Where the soul of man never dies I'm on my way to that The soul of man never dies. Where there will be no parting hand, and the soul of man never dies. No friends, there'll be no sad farewells. There'll be no tear dimmed eyes. Where. The soul of man never dies, and the soul of man never dies. And He walks with me, and He talks with me, and He tells me I am His own, and the joy We will ascend, change in our Oh, to grace, how great a debtor, daily I'm constrained to be. Let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to
0: Invite your family and friends to also enjoy songs of praise.
1: Given and, and he can take for you lift your heart to him and worship as you promise to be true though he slays me I will trust him though I'm hurting I'll believe though I may not understand I'll still trust his unseen hand bountifully given and he can take away Of God, the nations at His feet. He breaks the bow and bends the spear and tells the wars to cease. Almighty One of Israel, You are on our side. We walk by faith in God who burns the chariots with fire. Lord of hosts, you're with us, with us in the fire, with us as a shelter, with us in the soul. Lord, you know the hearts of men, and still you let them
5: live. O
1: God, who makes the mountains melt, come wrestle us and win. O God, who makes the mountains melt, come wrestle us and win. my heart be still Though the earth gives way The mountains move into The sea, the nations rage I know my God is in control The oceans roar You are the Lord of all The one who calms the wind waves and makes my heart be still. Though the earth gives way, the mountains move into the sea, the nations rage. I know my God is in control. in the storm, you will lead us through the fiercest battle, oh where else would we go but with the Lord. in the fire, with us as a shelter, with us in the storm.
0: We here at 3ABN Australia Radio are delighted to share songs of praise with you. We look forward to your company next time.
2: Welcome to 3ABN Australia Radio's book reading program. The book, The Ministry of Healing by Alan White, provides sound counsel regarding holistic health. Written in simple, beautiful language, Ministry Healing will point to a life full of joy and happiness, a life connected with the source of healing power. Let's join our book reader, Rosalie Ricards.
6: Hello, this is Rosalie and I'm reading from the book Ministry of Healing by Alan White. Continuing Chapter 40, Help in Daily Living. Subheading, A Lesson from the Life of Moses. Consider the experience of Moses. The education he received in Egypt as the king's grandson and the prospective heir to the throne was very thorough. Nothing was neglected that was calculated to make him a wise man. As the Egyptians understood wisdom, he received the highest civil and military training. He felt that he was fully prepared for the work of delivering Israel from bondage but God judged otherwise. His providence appointed Moses 40 years of training in the wilderness as a keeper of sheep. The education that Moses had received in Egypt was a help to him in many respects, but the most valuable preparation for his life work was that which he received while employed as a shepherd. Moses was naturally of an impetuous spirit, In Egypt, a successful military leader and a favorite with the king and the nation, he had been accustomed to receiving praise and flattery. He had attracted the people to himself. He hoped to accomplish by his own powers the work of delivering Israel. Far different were the lessons he had to learn as God's representative As he led his flocks through the wilds of the mountains and into the green pastures of the valleys, he learned faith and meekness, patience, humility, and self-forgetfulness. He learned to care for the weak, to nurse the sick, to seek after the straying, to bear with the unruly, to tend the lambs and to nurture the old and the feeble. In this work, Moses was drawn nearer to the chief shepherd. He became closely united to the Holy One of Israel. No longer did he plan to do a great work, he sought to do faithfully as unto God the work committed to his charge. He recognized the presence of God in his surroundings. All nature spoke to him of the Unseen One. He knew God as the personal God, and in the mediating upon his character, he grasped more and more fully the sense of his presence. He found refuge in the everlasting arms. After this experience, Moses heard the call from heaven to exchange his shepherd's crook for the rod of authority, to leave his flock of sheep and take the leadership of Israel. The divine command found himself distrustful, slow of speech and timid, He was overwhelmed with a sense of incapacity to be a mouthpiece for God, but he accepted the work, putting his whole trust in the Lord. The greatness of his mission called into exercise the best powers of his mind. God blessed his ready obedience, and he became eloquent, hopeful, self-possessed, fitted for the greatest work ever given to man. Of him it is written, There has not arisen a prophet since in Israel, like unto Moses, whom Jehovah knew face to face. Deuteronomy 34, verse 10. Let those who feel that their work is not appreciated, and who crave a position of greater responsibility, consider that promotion cometh neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge. He puts down and sets up another. Psalms 75 verse 6 and 7 Every man has his place in the eternal plan of heaven. Whether we fill that place depends upon our faithfulness in cooperating with God. We need to beware of self-pity. Never indulge the feeling that you are not esteemed as you should be that your efforts are not appreciated, that your work is too difficult. Let the memory of what Christ has endured for us silence every murmuring thought. We are treated better than was our Lord. Seek not great things for yourself. Seek them not. Jeremiah 45 verse 5 The Lord has no place in his work for those who have a greater desire to win the crown than to bear the cross. He wants men who are more intent upon doing their duty than upon receiving their reward. Men who are more solicitous for principle than for promotion. Those who are humble and who do their work as unto God may not make so great a show as do those who are full of bustle and self-importance. But their work counts for more. Often those who make a great parade call attention to self, interposing between the people and God, and their work proves a failure. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, great wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her. And she will promote you. She will bring you to honor when you embrace her. Proverbs 4 verses 7 and 8 Because they have not determination to take themselves in hand and to reform, many become stereotyped in a wrong course of action. But this need not be. They may cultivate their powers to do the very best of service. Then they will be always in demand. They will be valued for all that they are worth. If any are qualified for a higher position, the Lord will lay the burden not alone on them, but on those who have tested them, who know their worth, and who can understandingly urge them forward. It is those who perform faithfully their appointed work day by day, who in God's own time will hear his call, Come up higher, While the shepherds were watching their flocks on the hills of Bethlehem, angels from heaven visited them. So today, while the humble worker for God is following his employment, angels of God stand by his side, listening to his words, noting the manner in which his work is done, to see if larger responsibilities may be entrusted to his hands. Not by their wealth, their education, or their position, does God estimate men? He estimates them by their purity of motive and their beauty of character. He looks to see how much of his spirit they possess and how much of his likeness their life reveals. To be great in God's kingdom is to be as a little child in humility, in simplicity of faith and in purity of love. You know, Christ said, that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their great ones exercise authority over them. Not so shall it be among you, but whosoever would become great among you shall be your minister. Matthew 20, verse 25 and 26. Of all the gifts that heaven can bestow upon men, fellowship with Christ in his sufferings is the most weighty trust and the highest honour. Not Enoch, who translated to heaven, not Elijah, who ascended in a chariot of fire, was greater or more honoured than John the Baptist, who perished alone in the dungeon. Unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. Philippians 1 29. Subheading Plans for the Future. Many are unable to make definite plans for the future. Their life is unsettled. They cannot discern the outcome of affairs, and this often fills them with anxiety and unrest. Let us remember that the life of God's children in this world is a pilgrim life. We have not wisdom to plan our own lives. It is not for us to shape our own future. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place, which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not going whither he went. Hebrews 11 verse 8. Christ in his life on earth made no plans for himself. He accepted God's plans for him, and day by day, The Father unfolded his plans. So should we depend upon God that our lives may be the simple outworking of his will. As we commit our ways to him, he will direct our steps. Too many in planning for a brilliant career make an utter failure. Let God plan for you. As a little child, trust to the guidance of him who will keep the feet of his saints. 1 Samuel 2, verse 9. God never leads his children otherwise than they would choose to be led if they could see the end from the beginning and discern the glory of the purpose which they are fulfilling as co workers with him. Subheading Wages When Christ called his disciples to follow him, He offered them no flattering prospects in this life. He gave them no promise of gain or worldly honour, nor did they make any stipulation as to what they should receive. To Matthew, as he sat at the receipt of custom, the Saviour said, follow me. And he left all, rose up and followed him. Luke 5 verses 27 and 28. Matthew did not, before rendering service, wait to demand a certain salary equal to the amount received in his former occupation. Without question or hesitation, he followed Jesus. It was enough for him that he was to be with the Saviour, that he might hear his words and unite with him in his work. So it was with the disciples previously called. When Jesus bade Peter and his companions follow him, immediately they left their boats and nets. Some of these disciples had friends, dependent upon them for support. But when they received the Saviour's invitation, they did not hesitate and inquire, How shall I live and sustain my family? They were obedient to the call, and when afterward Jesus asked them, When I sent you without purse and scrip?" And shoes lacked you anything. They could answer nothing, Lord. Luke 22, verse 35. To be continued.
2: Join us again next time when Rosalie Ricards continues reading from the book, The Ministry of Healing, here on your station, 3ABN Australia Radio. We hope you enjoy the short presentation from lineagejourney.com.
7: The next person of note in the biblical narrative is Abraham. Named Abraham at birth, he lived in Ur, which is located in modern day Iraq between the Persian Gulf and Baghdad. Accompanied with his family, he moved to Haran, which is located in modern day Turkey. He lived there for several years until, at the age of 75, he received a call from God to move down to Canaan. Complying with this command by God, he and his family, his wife, his nephew, and his considerable belongings, he moved down to Canaan. God promised that he would make of Abram a great nation, that his descendants would be as numerous as the stars of the sky, but the journey from this promise to its fulfilment was not a smooth or easy ride. His wife Sarah was barren, meaning she couldn't have children, and therein lies the problem. His earthly situation was at odds with the biblical promise. After living in Canaan for 10 years, Sarah, his wife, told Abraham, now 84 years old, that in order to fulfil the biblical promise, he should take Hagar, her Egyptian handmaid, and have a child with her. This he did. She conceived, bore a son, and his name was Ishmael. After the birth of Ishmael, when Abraham was 99 years old, God changed his name to Abraham and again promised that he would be a father of many nations. He was told he would have a son through Sarah, who despite her old age believed in the promise and by faith she had a son. Isaac grew up here in this country, enjoying life at home, looking after cattle and enjoying the moderate climate. Then as a young man, his father had a test like no other. Abraham was told to take his son, his son that he loved, and take him to the land of Moriah and offer him as a sacrifice. Packing up the donkey the next day, he left with his son, and on the way, Isaac asked him, where is the lamb? His heart must have been pierced and heavy, And by faith he responded, the Lord will provide. Reaching the top of Mount Moriah and still no lamb in sight, he built an altar and instructed his son Isaac to get on it. Raising his hand to kill his son, he heard the Lord call out, Abraham, Abraham. He responded, here am I. God said, do not lay your hand on your son or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your only son from me. This test of faith, this irrefutable faith, this trust in God, trust that God would fulfill his promise to make him a father of many nations. Trust to do anything that God asks is what sets him apart as being the father of the faithful. The three Abrahamic faiths of Judaism, Islam and Christianity all recognize the importance of Abraham and believe that Moriah, where Abraham offered up Isaac, is where the Temple Mount is today, located right here in Jerusalem. For Jews, it's where the Temple once stood and today they worship at the Western Wall. For Christians, it's where the Temple would have been that Jesus worshipped in. And for Muslims, it's the third holiest site after Mecca and Medina. Abraham lies buried here in Hebron in the cave of Machpelah. He was a great man of faith who trusted God's word implicitly, always in obedience to God's call. The Bible says that if we are Christ, then we are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promises. The blessings that were promised to Abraham and his children can be yours today when you reach out by faith and live a surrendered life.
2: To view more episodes in this series, visit lineagejourney.com.